Hello, and welcome to this very special episode of The Lorgwaves. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle, and also the dungeon master or mistress for this particular campaign, The Bloody Nightingale. Let's make some introductions. My name is Justin. My character is Evie Serrator. I am a Rakdos bard. Hi, I'm Doug. You may know me from some random voice cameos, but I'm married to Michelle, and I'm normally locked in the bedroom we're not that kind of it's more of a closet of really you just, there's <laughs> some stairs and we just put them under the stairs yes, well, well, now I, I'm it's f- all consensual I'm free <laughs> in the limelight and I will be playing Avlin Rill a Simic Biomancer which is a fancy name for a wizard I'm A.E. and tonight I'll be playing Thrail a Golgari Spore Druid and I'm Bob and I'm playing the adorable Minotaur Bragar. And all of y'all are level one. Woo, woo, we're woo, all woo. cute. You're all so cute. You're very kawaii as you're toddling around Ravnica. I'm a bunny. Oh, you're so cute. With claws. Are they retractable? Because that's just not how that works. Bunnies. No, oh, no. Okay. They're constantly yes. out. Very sharp teeth. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, the four of you decide to take the subway. There's actually a cute little... Subway stop, not too far, just a couple of blocks away from the Salty Sodderer. You find it. It's got a big metro stop sign on it. And you descend into the underground, present your passes to the rather bored-looking homunculus in the window, and make your way down into the subway station. You pack yourselves into a little car along with a bunch of other folks who are also heading home for the day. It's a... you know, the end of the work day, so there's a lot of folks on the subway. Um, something that's kind of like a band starts playing in the middle of the subway car. It's, uh, you've got like a guitarist, you know, a horn player, and some dude yelling very loudly. Evie, you recognize them as as some wannabe Rakdos guildless people? Absolutely. Yeah, but they're clearly not talented enough. Not today, but maybe <laughs> in several more years once they can put their hearts into their performance, literally. And once they're done, um, they try to pass around a hat asking for a couple of zibs here and there. And I tell them, take solace in the fact that your purpose may be to deposit fertilizer and create new and better life. Well, sod you too, he says, and then turns away. I look at them and, do you have proper performance licensing for this subway venue? What are you, the Azorius or my mom? And no, they, I'm the Boros and I'm taking this money. Actually, they, uh, they slip out of your grasp and as the doors open for the stop, not your stop, it's just a stop along the way, they slip out. The doors close. I'll get them later. <laughs> no one escapes the angels, I mean minotaurs. <laughs> Boros Legion. So, you all finally make it to Precinct 6. Night has fully settled in, and the streets are already bustling with a wide range of people as they make their way to the Rakdos performances and pain clubs around Tin Street, or going home covered in grime from the smithies from the smelting quarter. Around you, you can see a variety of characters. Goblin cut purses trying to find easy marks, a Boros Viachino soldier laughing at a joke with their patrol mate, and a human man wearing bedraggled Selesnian robes and clutching a tiny sapling in a pot, shouting for people to listen to Matt Selesnia. So, you basically head out from the subway stairs into the world, and you see all these folks around you. Luckily, 
Evie, you know where the the fun and fancy flail is. You're I pretty, do. You're yeah. very familiar with Just the pain clubs. Just several blocks away. All right, so let's let's go. So you all walk along, following Evie as she sashays her way to um, the fun and fancy flail. Many stops along the way as people stop me and ask me for my autograph. <laughs> hey, hey, Evie, Evie, uh, a tiny. Do they really ask, or is Evie just saying that? <laughs> yeah, a tiny, a tiny like human. It's it's hard to tell their gender, but a tiny human comes over, like covered in in various swaths of fabric that looks like ratty. I'm like Evie, Evie. What is it? I'm a very busy woman. Speak fast. Uh, 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 uh. She runs away. You, <laughs> they run away. <laughs> <laughs> And that is all the interaction you get as you walk down the street. <laughs> so, you make it to the fun and fancy flail, which is a large warehouse that's been retrofitted into a multi-story club. The outside is blackened in places where obvious fires have occurred, but unlike the salty solderer, no one's bothered to repair the patches. There's a large wooden sign with a graceful-looking cat of nine tails on it, and the entrance itself boasts a sign that says, Limited Tour! The Bloody Beasts! Tickets half off! Inside, you all can hear exuberant music and the buzz of the crowd as people file in, handing over tickets to a ticket collector, a tiny imp on a desk. I'd like to stand in the VVIP line. Okay, there is no VVIP line. It's all just one line. I'd like to go to the front of the line. Okay. Um, I will slink after you, although I did not succeed my stealth check this time. So, however, the entrance you're all slinking towards is definitely guarded. A large Rakdos roustabout, a huge muscled human woman wearing a leather jester's hat and thorny gear, sees you, Evie, and sneers down at you. Look what the cat dragged in. Or the caracol. There was what? no cat. What's her name? Oh, you don't actually know that. (laughs) Yeah, you don't actually know her. Make up a name. Insult her. (laughs) (laughs) Ask her name. Who might you be? You look new around these parts. I'm Zala, but I know who you are. No one that we should even admit. How can you even be here? Oh, hi, Zala. I'm just here to support my friend Ruby in, in this dark and terrible times. I I should be on the list. There is no list, Evie. And Ruba does not like you calling her Ruby. She told me herself. I'd like to make a persuasion roll. Yes, make a persuasion roll. 12 plus 6. Do I pass? Zala looks at you and says, Ah, fine. How did you know we have a VIP list? Oh, every club in the Rakdos circuit has a VIP list, especially Mm. for VIPs such as myself. I'm going to take off my fur coat to reveal a beautiful blood ruby fire pit obsidian dress enchanted to show a pulsating red with palpable warmth with a deep V-cut that showcases a flaming Rakdos tattoo my eyes go aflame with the Rakdos insignia that invokes the look, ferocity, and gravitas of a seasoned cult performer. Inspiration. <laughs> and these are all of my friends. Hi there. <laughs> I pat your shoulder, Evie, and I said, don't worry. 
Someday you too can achieve true beauty once you have a troll toe sprouting out of the side of your head and you're in beautiful repose of death. Your friends are weird, Evie. I know. It's their first time. All right, so Zal looks at you and says like, Oh, Evie, you know, I know that dress was two seasons ago, but you still make it look effortless. These are your friends? So it's what? You, the the thin blue streak? I'm Evelyn. Yeah, you said. And uh, what's this one? Oh, it's your call if you want to make him stand in line. I'm not going to stop you. So, Bragar, are you in the back of the line, or have you joined your your odd little Oh, no, I, I'm up here. there. You're up there? I'm up there. I don't okay. wait in lines. This whole thing has set off my social anxiety a bit, but if, if they're going to let us in, I'll happily skip the line. Ah, okay, well, we can definitely get into the VIP section, but I still need to see tickets. I know, even from you, Evie. Times have gotten that hard. I don't have a VIP ticket. I, you have normal tickets, though. Well, well, no, no, no. I very arrogantly gave my ticket back to the human at the bar. Oh, right. Yeah, you did. So I'm going to roll another. I, I picked up that ticket, actually, just, just to get two of them. Oh, okay. Okay. But, I'm but not necessarily, not gonna... I, I don't know to give it to you at this point. Yeah. So you want to roll for try, trying to just slum into the, yes. <laughs> into the club? Okay. Yes. I'd like to make another persuasion roll. In the background, you can hear a couple of people in line mutter, What's taking so long? God. 17. Goodness. <laughs> so, uh, What a Evie, sweet talker. <laughs> Evie, you, as so Zal looks at you in size and just, just extends her hands open in utter helplessness and says, I can't. I can't. I can't be mean to you. You're just too fabulous. All right, go in. Go in. It, but you, you all need tickets. Give them to the imp here. Yep, no problem. Steve, take them. Take the tickets. Um, Steve the imp like jumps up and down in his little tiny outfit, little jester's outfit, and kind of cackles as he takes your tickets. Then he rips them up into little tiny bits of confetti and then just throws them in the air and then dances around on his stool. Cute. <laughs> I drop my extra ticket just on, in the ground, on the ground. <laughs> Steve is very sad to see that extra ticket not be torn up and thrown into confetti. <laughs> as you enter the, the, the club... The interior is completely transformed into a shadowy carnival, with multiple stages on different levels, strategically lit fires to illuminate them, and several levels for performances. It's what you expect for a Racto Circus. There are spiked chains artfully draped over the space, torn curtains of red velvet with cages, and thorned wheels waiting to be occupied. What a dump. You're just in time for the first act, and as you take your seats, the lights dim, and a single spotlight shines on a tall, intimidating figure in the center platform. Dark, blackberry skin with white flashing teeth, she wears a black horned cowl and a fabulous, artfully ripped cape of burgundy over a studded black corset and tall boots. At this point, you've taken your seats and you have been thoughtfully put in the front and center of all the activity. I, at this point, I grumble, why are we even here? What does this have to do with the, the person who died? The person next to you, like, just, just leans over and shushes you. Sorry, Bragar, there's no way Bragar is sitting in the front row okay. of the Rakdos show. All right. Does Bragar want to... Bragar will stand up leaning against the back wall before... It's a really big club, so if you if you decide to move away, you will be um, about like seventy feet away from your party. Uh, that's acceptable. Okay. People in the front row at uh, Rakdos shows tend to die. Why, why didn't nobody warn me of that? Well, you don't know that, Avlin. 
Avlin, if it would make you feel better, I'd be happy to hold your hand. It just might burn a little. <laughs> I, I, I'll pass. So are we here because you think that someone here killed... Shh. Why, hello there. The figure's voice resonates through the space. I see you've got nothing better to do tonight except perhaps paint the town red. Uh-huh. And as they fling their arms open, Ractus performers vault out of the ceiling and gracefully catch the chains to make their way down to the platforms. And on their way, they splash the audience with blood. Each of you needs to make a, a save roll. Um, dexterity, of perhaps? De- of dexterity, yeah. Yeah, I'm not even going to look that one up. I have failed. Okay. I got a 12. Okay. 15, I think. Okay. Can I use my acrobatic skill? Well, you need to roll dexterity. Okay. Just to see whether or not you can av- avoid the blood. Oh, seven. All right, everyone except Thrail is splashed with blood, and now you've got to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Oh, you're just picking out all the winners. (laughs) Oh, nat 20. Okay. Grats, Bob. Four. All right, so my base is 15, and it says plus two. Yeah, so roll the dice now, too. Eight. All right. So, fortunately, you're far enough back, so you only get, like, a mild splash, and it lands on your armor, so you're not actually really affected by any of this. However, Avlin and, <laughs> for better or worse, Evie, are actually um, confused throughout the entire show, and not in a good way. So, What kind of blood is this? So, you are basically freaked out for the rest of the show. Psychedelic blood? Psychedelic blood. And so, uh, you see serious visions and are very, very frightened throughout the entire performance. Whether or not that makes you happy is up to you. Can I, can I make a medicine check to see if I recognize what's in this psychedelics? Um, yeah, you can definitely try to do that. Floor doesn't count. That's an 11. I got a 15 nature. All right. So you aren't able to discern what's going on because you are too busy freaking out. Well, I, don't, I don't know what, what's in this blood, but it's, it's pretty good. Thrail, <laughs> you recognize that mixed in with this blood is actually a rather large um, concentration of a psychedelic uh, mushroom extract oh. that you are very familiar with. And you are very amused to see the other people around you become incredibly terrified. (laughs) Just a little brain bloom mushroom. I'm not sure what all the fuss is. (laughs) So, I'm Ruba, the ringmaster of these bloody beasts, the ringmaster says. And she continues, and with that out of the way, let's enjoy the show. Ruba disappears in a puff of smoke, and three performers begin their routine, throwing knives to one another with flourishes as they catch each one. The pace grows faster and faster, and eventually the performers just start, th- just straight out start throwing the knives at one another, vaulting from platform to platform, hurling blades with deadly accuracy. After two of the knife throwers go down, their moaning bodies being dragged off stage while the winner takes a bow, the spiked wheels are then set aflame. More performers start running inside the wheels and juggle flaming balls, while a goblin, also juggling flaming balls, bounces on top of the flaming wheels. I'm laughing hysterically throughout. 
because <laughs> of the hallucinations and what's going on. No, none of these were what killed that woman. I don't see the point of this. What, are we waiting for something? It's the performance, you delightful little mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> So as the first act starts to wind down, you see the casualties of Burns, Blades, and Bravado mount up and are carried offstage by other assistants. As the last performer leaves, leaving a bloody streak across the sand, Ruba comes back out to salute the crowd and says, Don't you go nowhere. We'll be back. Winks and disappears behind a curtain. You know, if, if, if uh, they were to splice some lizard DNA into these performers, they could self-heal you. You know, that would uh, really speed up uh, efficiency. Healing's not the point of the performance, my dear. It, I, I agree. Life can only be appreciated through incremental death. If there's no chance of death, it's monotony. These performances have no point. After the end of the first act, the lights brighten and you can see the stunned and in some cases unconscious bodies of your fellow audience members around you. Some splattered with blood, some happy, some not, all equally very overwhelmed. So at this point, the, um, the stage is clear and you know that uh, you can see during the performance where all of the actors and performers were coming in and out from the front of the house to the back of the house to backstage. I say we go pay my old friend Ruby a visit backstage. What do you all think? How do you intend to get there? Oh, I have my ways. Now that sounds like it'll move the investigation forward anyway. All right, so do you all decide to try to go backstage? Yes. All right, so as the crowd goes to the various places to go to the bathroom and pick up some more spicy popcorn and spicy caramel and spicy other things, and just things with spikes in, actually, the four of you go to, you know, the backstage. It's, a, it's sort of a circle in the round, so you kind of, like, hop over the fence into the sand, move your way past some, like, mysterious puddles of dark liquid, and you find the backstage door. And then you go through that door. And the first person you see is Zala. And she looks at all of you and says, like, ah, Evie, I said you were a VIP, but you aren't a VVVIP, <laughs> Evie. What are you doing back here? I'd like to roll a deception roll. Okay. I'm going to roll a stealth again. Okay. This time I do not succeed. Uh, Zala looks at you and is like, what are you doing? I just don't respond. <laughs> she rolls her eyes at you and um, adjusts a couple of straps. I rolled a 24. All right. And I say, oh, there's been a, can a last minute death and cancellation for the second act. And What? I didn't hear about that. It's, it's tragic, Ooh. but also hilarious at the same time. And my friends and I have volunteered to fill in. Oh, well, I should go check with Ruba about that. I mean, I think that she would want to know, wouldn't, wouldn't she? Well, she, she does already know, but we're going to talk to her about the next number because we're going to need several dead and alive props. Oh, all right. Well, come with me then. I'll take you right to her dressing room. So she makes a come-hither motion to all of you and escorts you down a series of halls each with their own doors and you can see the names of the performers on the doors and you finally make it to the end of this hallway where one door remains open and you can hear like 
some some kind of music obviously been recorded by some kind of is it contraption wafting out of the uh, the doorway and some soft red light. Uh, Ruba is inside and Zala knocks on the door, you know, somewhat politely and says, Ruba, honey, um, we've got some visitors. They said they're here for the second act. And Ruba, who is adjusting her hat in uh, the mirror, turns around looks at all of you and says, what the hell are you all doing here? And I say, did you kill the nightingale? <laughs> you need to roll for that. <laughs> is that, is that, uh, it, what do you want to roll? I'm not, I'm just, I'm not sure why. Um, oh, investigation. There it is. Yeah. Awesome. I have plus one. I got an 11. Okay. No. How dare you? How dare you? It wasn't she looks at inst- Evie. Evie. You need to take better care of your people. I'm just saying, this is the company you keep. It wasn't an I'm insult. Her death was here. very artistic. I'm going to brush aside uh, or brush back. Thrail? Yeah, I'm going to brush Thrail back and look at uh, Ruba. Sorry, I'm, gonna, I- I'm actually going to push everybody else in the door and push the assistant out but and close the door behind Zala's me. Zala's like, no, wait, no, 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 no. Make a strength check. You got it. 12. Uh, she's, Rosala is pushing back on the door real hard. You're not going to be able to close the door like that if you want to try rolling again. Uh, I will slam the door. Okay. You will try to slam the door. 20. The door is now slammed closed. Ruba looks extremely alarmed, kind of scared, and mostly furious. I'm going to make an intimidation roll. Okay. I'd like to use my inspiration point. Sure. I rolled a nine. Ruba is just furious. What the hell do you people think you're doing here? You know, Ruba, I loved the performance that you gave the first time that you gave it several months ago. But the hallucinogenic blood is quite a twist. Well, you know, it's a classic. But don't distract me. What are you doing here? What do you want? We're here for information. On the death of the Nightingale. Well, what's she to a Boros cowman like you anyway? Says the freak show who performs for a dollar every day. Oh, sorry, 50 cents. They're half price. You know, it's clear that we're not going to get very far here, Ruba. So I'm just going to tell you directly that you haven't been brought in for questioning and there's no reason to consider that another member of the Rakdos wasn't involved in Azala's death. All eyes are on you, dear, and not in the way you want them to be. She fidgets in her seat, then takes out what looks like a dark cigarette and lights it. Well, you got me there. But information doesn't come for free, you know. I'll tell you what I know, before a price. I just take out all the gold I was given, like, well, you might as well have this, it weighs too much. Yeah, I'll take that, but that's not really going to be enough. Okay. <laughs> She takes all your. She takes all of your Zenos. Are you giving her all of your Zenos? Yeah. Okay. She takes all of your Zenos Thrill. and zips. <laughs> this is great. And she said, but then she leans back in her her dressing chair with a surprisingly high back and says, "Well, Evie, didn't you say to my Zala behind that lovely door that you were interested in doing something for the second act?" What did you have in mind? Oh, nothing. 
an old seasoned veteran like you should be, I don't know, more than competent for such a challenge. The question is, will your friends make it? But, you know, nothing, nothing large. I can bring true artistry to this performance. If it will speed us along, I have more work to do. And I can provide excellent moral support from the sidelines. Oh, no. First, I'll need a body. (laughs) Well, that is impressive. But unfortunately, that's not what I'm asking from you here, little mushroom man. I'm going to need to be impressed by your performance before I can give you the deets, as it were. She puffs on her cigarette. Then I'll need two bodies. (laughs) It looks like... All of us are in except for you, Minotaur Man. What do you say? How, how did anything I say? I will not agree to a deal until I know what the deal involves. Making deals with the devil, or oh. I guess the demon of Rakdos, is not wise, nor is it smiled upon in the Legion. Oh, sweetheart, Rakdos isn't here right now, and you're a big, sturdy man with big, pointy horns... I think you'll do just fine. Well, I won't give you the information unless all of you impress me. What will you do otherwise? Will you just drag me into the street, kicking and screaming? You do know that's my kink. (laughs) Drag you, maybe. Kicking and screaming is questionable. Oh, I'll provide that part, don't worry. And I I whisper to Bragar, it's clear that she knows something that can help us move along so we... Moose out? Right, so we can step out for a second. Okay. So I, I know that. <laughs> but I'm also a Boros paladin yeah. who is not going to perform in a Rakdos show without because I'm told that I'm going to get something. <laughs> yeah, I'm not totally cool with this either. I, I like living. Oh, that's, you that's live. That's strange. What's living without a little well, we excitement? Could just also... Well, so, I'm not saying anything. As long as it anything. happens quickly. How about... Um, if, uh, if, I, I, if, I'm trying to push to find out what the performance is. If it's like a fight, then that's different. I don't if think I'm having like a swinging down barbed chains, Bragar's not going to do that. I don't think she's going to tell us. Uh, not with that attitude. <laughs> so you could likely do some sort of strongman routine. Yeah, yeah However, if you want to intimidate... What the rest of us is going to do might not please you. Well... You know, ever since Azala, rest her soul, passed, we really haven't had much of a second act. So we've just, we've just established a little bit of an obstacle course, and sometimes we like bringing people in from the audience, sometimes we don't. It depends on how I'm feeling. Right now I'm feeling like you all would make a perfect little experience for our audience out there. Nothing that'll hurt much. Minotaurs like white boys can't jump. This bothers me. I think I could probably manage an obstacle course. That doesn't sound sound so bad. What say you? I have multiple decision trees running through my mind. Okay. <laughs> this is the fun of this. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit more about what you'll divulge once we're finished with the obstacle course. Oh, you need I... to roll persuasion for that, my love. Okay. Seven. Oh, honey, you know stuff like that doesn't come for free. I thought you know that by now. Look, Rubala, 
I know how much you love to play these kinds of games. We don't have enough time to mock her around with your pageantry. <laughs> so here's the deal. You're going to tell us what we want to know, or my muscle back here will burn the stage down. Oh, honey, you know that'd just be an improvement, right? Uh, I, I, I want to slap her. <laughs> but I don't want to slap her. Everyone is so physical. Can we, can we just move along, please? Let's just do whatever silly task you okay. want us to do. Yeah, I love obstacle courses. I used to have one with a tire swing and the oh, river he's you so had to swim cute. through. It was fun. He's so cute. Back when I was a kid. All right, big boy, are you in or are you out? It's clear we're not getting anywhere. Looks like we're going to have to play her game to get what we want. Fine. Let's go. Well, will you please unlock the door? If there's I'll a three-legged the race, the... I call right side. I'm, I'm, I'm right-legged. I'm going to yeah. attempt to open the door the opposite way that the hinges. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you break the door? Uh, I got an eight, so probably not. No, you, you figure out pretty quickly that that is not the way the door is meant to be opened. I'll just fling the door open. Okay, the door is flung in, open. In embarrassment and stamp out like nothing happened. So Ruba follows you out into the hallway and calls out, Zala! Zala, my dear, would you mind escorting these fine people to where the beginning of the second act should begin? Have them take the scenic route. And Zala looks at all of you with, like, serious contempt, and you in particular with a lot of it, and says, yes, ma'am. Uh, Ruba closes her door, and Zala looks at all of you, sighs, and says, ah, Follow me. On the way there, I I whisper to Bragar that Zala's totally into him. The uh, and I I whisper <laughs> to Avalon. Three old whispers. What she said. Rest her soul. What what what's a soul? Oh, it's this fictional construct people have sometimes to try and justify silly things. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. So Zala leads you. Away, and to a flight of stairs, which lead you to another flight of stairs, which lead you to another flight of stairs. Up or down? Up. And each... All right, at this point, Thrail's getting a little nervous. He doesn't like things so high up. At about the sixth flight of stairs, the stairs abruptly end at a platform in front of a large wall. And it's basically just a large brick wall and the stairs are kind of like spiraling up it. And at the very end of this particular flight, there's a door. And you can kind of hear the music and the roar of the audience um, coming in from behind that wall. But you can't see what's on the other side of the door without opening it. So Zala says, well, this is where I leave you. The objective is pretty simple. You need to get down. Alive. And she opens the door. In front of you, you can see the entire audience because you are now 60 feet off the ground and on top of a large platform, enough to fit all of you fairly comfortably. And, and in front of you are several interesting challenges to navigate on your way down to the sand. Now, Zal looks at you and says, jumping is not going to get you around this. Plus, I think most of you will probably break an ankle. And although that is really, really funny, it, it definitely is against the rules. So with that, good luck. And she kind of shoes all of you onto the platform, closes the door, and leaves you there. 
And this is the point where I roll out my big canvasy thing and we need to get the minis out and uh, we need to clear off this coffee table. <laughs> and thank you for joining us for this second episode of the Bloody Nightingale. Brought to you by Card Kingdom and all of our lovely patrons out there. Will Bragar finally prove that Minotaurs can jump? Will Avlin get to run his three-legged race? Will Evie break a sweat or will Thrail just grow a giant mushroom landing pad? Find out next time as our heroes descend through 60 feet of Rakdos mayhem in their quest to discover what really happened to the Bloody Nightingale. Have a good night and we will see you for the third installment coming soon to a Lorewise theater near you. Damn, I didn't realize we could have all this at level one. <laughs> How do you afford all this? How do I? Well, Did you just I, make this shit up? I made, Did you not read the rule book, Justin? I made the dress myself. It's my most fabulous dress. Oh, Justin. Are we moosing out? Oh, we moosed out, yeah. Okay, we're moosing out. <laughs> oh, that did not sound like I wanted it to. I kind of hurt my sinus. Straight into the Minotaur snort. But. All right, I'm going to re-say that. Uh... Okay, so I'm going to moose out for a hot second. Uh, Bob, I know that this is, like, not super, like, kosher with a lot of, like, L1 stuff, but I'm going to roll with it just because it's it's a good story point. I actually just like the fact that <coughs> the way that my character is looking at it is that you don't actually have any of that, but this is how you see yourself, and you're really actually just... <laughs> I, am, I am actually wearing tattered clothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moosing back in. Okay. All right, testing this mic... That seems good. Okay. Oh, this thing keeps twisting down. So. Oh, kitty. Oh, kitty. Okay. All right. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Oh. <laughs> I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Deedly deedly. Checking one, two, three, four. All right. And my mic seems to be running real soft. Why are you running soft? You were hotlining before. Welcome to my life. <laughs> I wish this thing, as it slid over, yeah, would automatically slide. Yeah, it doesn't do that. It's infuriating. It is incredibly infuriating. Can we moose out again? Yeah, moose okay. out. Uh, I think it's easier if you say what you want to say, and then Michelle tells you whether it's an intimidate, a bluff, 
Yeah. Or a persuasion. Okay. It's more about what you're saying and how you're saying it to how the character would react. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So don't stress so much and be like, oh, I gotta use this skill. Like, say what you're gonna say and then Michelle can decide yeah. what skill rule okay. needs to be rolled. Okay. Can we move back in? We're mm-hmm. moving back in. Okay. 